Do you ever feel compelled to rush throughout your day to get more stuff done? What about hustling when you know you don't even need to do that? If you've experienced either of these, you're going to want to lean in and turn up the volume on today's episode because our guest, Savannah Schiavo, is going to help us ditch the hustle and reprogram the rush. Have you ever felt like there was something missing in your business, something holding you back from the success you're seeking? If so, you are not alone. For nearly 20 years, that's exactly how I felt as a business owner. It wasn't until I discovered human design that it all became clear. And it turns out that I was the missing piece in my own business. Join me on this journey of discovering the real me and hear stories from other business owners building businesses around all of their awesomeness. I'm Young Pratt, and it's time, my friend, to amplify your awesome. Hey there, Amplifiers. Welcome back to another episode of the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. As always, I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and it's my absolute pleasure to be here today with our special guest, Savannah Schiavo. Let me tell you a little bit about Savannah. Savannah is a life and confidence coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I, I know we have some of those on the podcast today, Savannah. And if you feel like you aren't achieving what you're capable of, because you're stuck, scared, or doubting themselves, you, my friend, are in the right place. Savannah, welcome to the show. Okay, what an intro. I've been on many a podcast, and I <laughs> love that intro. You make me feel like a total celeb. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, it's my pleasure. And, you know, I, I love connecting in this fashion where I get to interview guests and talk about their awesome sauce, because so many of us get so wrapped up and forget about all the awesome we actually have embedded in us. Mm -hmm. So I love to be able to, to lavish it and, and share all of your awesome back at you because it just sits a little bit differently. So I'm glad I could do that for you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I would love to know before you became a life and confidence coach, I know I saw a post on social media, I think today or yesterday about your investment in life coaching and what that looked like and yeah. sort of the big investment you made and how scary it was. So yeah. what, what were you doing before you jumped into your training certification and what, what were the decisions that kind of led you to that step? Yes. Great question. So I got certified by one of the top schools in the world a couple years ago. Now it's been several years, several years, but before that I had my own business. It was a small uh, online store where I designed clothes and put clothes out into the world that with beautiful messages. And I was so excited and I was so terrified. So that was in my late twenties and that business survived for about a year because I was terrified to take any action, terrified to invest in myself, terrified to let people see me because I was so sure they were going to judge me and really scared to make moves that after a year, I decided to close my little business down. And honestly, I think I felt ready because I was so exhausted from feeling so much self-doubt that I knew, I didn't know what I was going to do next, but I knew that I wanted to work on that area of my life and brain before I figured out what was next for me in the future. So I started working with a coach. I didn't really know much about coaching and I started making all of these changes, 
hugely in confidence in my ability to make money, lose weight, change habits, have better relationships. And with time and seeing the incredible results I was able to give myself through coaching, I decided I was going to be a coach. And now I work with people who looked like me once upon a time. They know that they can do amazing things, but they're feeling stuck and afraid. There's a ton of self-doubt. They don't want to be judged. They don't want to be rejected. And they're standing still, even though they know they could be doing more because there is a lack of confidence there and a lot of other fear and doubt that's holding them back. So as you're sharing your story, there are so many parts of that that I know I personally resonate with, and I know my listeners are going to resonate with too, because it's kind of the human condition to doubt ourselves and compare ourselves to others in the hopes to make ourselves better. When in reality, doing that is probably the worst thing we could do, right? That comparisonitis is is such a rampant part of social media culture. And I think it's definitely time to change that because everyone is on their own journey. Everyone's journey looks different. You had your other business for a year. I ran my brick and mortar performing arts school for 17 years. All the while, I doubted myself the whole time. And I was, especially in the end, really afraid to assert myself. Then when I did, I discovered a lot of people really didn't resonate with who I was. So it took a lot to sort of, you know, close that chapter down and move into a new space, but definitely being an online entrepreneur in particular, putting ourselves out there is the one thing that is going to help bring people to us. So let's talk about this mentality or this desire or compulsion, I'll even call it, to hustle and rush throughout every single day. Where does that come from, do you think? Okay, yes, the hustle and rush. I need to start off by saying, if you are listening to this podcast and you're like, I am someone who hustles and rush rushes. I want you to know, yeah, that was me. And that is so many of us. And I'm going to talk about what happens, what's going on behind the scenes to help you slow that process down. I just want you to know you're not alone. It almost feels like a rite of passage for some, for the high achieving entrepreneurs. We're like, just got to like go balls to the wall and go crazy. So let's talk about where that comes from. I think in a large part, on the one hand, we are conditioned to believe as entrepreneurs that the hustle is necessary, that the hustle is good, that you should be praised for overworking and sacrificing yourself and sacrificing things. And entrepreneurship more than any other space is this. We have huge guru type entrepreneurs telling us that we got to hustle and we have all these beautiful hustle slogans that just look really good on a poster on a wall and they totally destroy our confidence and creativity and energy and all of these things because we are acting from a place that doesn't actually help us we've just been conditioned to believe that this is important and necessary i want to start by saying it's not (laughs) it's not necessary I know it's going to feel necessary if you're in the hustle and rush mode, but it's not necessary. The other part of where it comes from. So of course we're conditioned. Our culture is telling us this is important. It's vital. It's what's going to make you successful or not. But the other part it comes from and much more largely it's coming from within us and it's coming from a place of fear and a place of lack. 
rush and hustle sounds pretty, right? It's like maybe not rush, but hustle sounds like a pretty word, but hustle and that rush that I need to get more done and I need to work harder and I need to do more and I need to make more money and I need to get more time. That is coming from a fear that we'll, that we won't get where we want to go and a fear that there isn't enough. There isn't enough time. There isn't enough money. There isn't enough customers. It's this fear that we're not going to be okay. And so we're trying to act out that trying to find relief, right? So we're, we're like, if I just act out more, if I just do more, if I just work harder, if I just work faster, if I just sign more customers or clients, if I just make more time, I'll be able to feel okay. I'll be able to get to that place because we don't actually believe that we're going to get there. And we don't actually believe that there is enough now. And really there's even sometimes a belief that there's not going to be enough there. So it's us acting out a fear of not enoughness, essentially. That is fascinating. And I never have ever thought about hustle and rush in these terms about it is just my fear coming to the surface and my fear of lack. What an amazing way to sort of shift how we think about something that is so embedded in our culture, especially in entrepreneur culture. What if instead of of feeling proud of doing that and, and feeling exhausted as well, that we just, you know, we never tell anyone we feel exhausted, but we're always just going, going, going. What if, what if instead we all started thinking about when we feel the compulsion to rush and hurry and do more things, we need to stop instead and take a look inwardly and really dive into the fears that are coming up and especially this fear of lack because I know yes. growing up as a kid, that was kind of our world, right? Everything there was a lack of finances, a lack of a lack of a lot of things. And so those are just things that I just have ingrained so deep into my being. So now looking at things in the past that have happened as as you're sharing all these things about fear and lack, and I can see this pattern happening so many times in our lives. So for all of you listening, maybe press pause on this recording and just think about it. Are you rushing right now? And if so, why? What is the underlying fear? So I want to dive deeper into this because it really gets into your work with with life coaching and confidence coaching. And before we started recording, we talked about how hustle and and rushing is always, it's also part of the bigger picture of confidence, which I also didn't realize. So can you talk about the connection or the correlation between this, this fear and lack and confidence and how they kind of all tie together? Yeah. So good. Okay. So thinking about it, when we think about how we are rushing, because we don't believe we're going to get there, or we don't believe we're going to be okay, or we don't believe we're enough. There's some version of lack there. I'm not enough until I succeed. I won't be okay until I make this much money. I won't be okay until I have this many customers. And we are rushing to get that done to hit some sort of arbitrary milestone. Our brain has said is important. What we are doing is trying to get to a place where we can feel safe and relax, right? We're trying to get to a place where we think we're going to be able to feel confident. We're like, oh, you can, you can like relax right now and you don't have to worry so much. We're trying to meet fear and take action to get out of fear. 
right? And what I teach my clients and what is so backwards is that we are trying to take action from fear to feel more confident. But what we have to do is recognize that we are creating fear by the stories we're telling ourselves Mm. that is actually blocking us from confidence. So here's what I think about, right? When we are doing this hustle and rush, really a lot of the times what we're doing is sacrificing something, some part of ourselves. We're like, I'm going to sacrifice time. I'm going to sacrifice personal energy, right? My health or um, my, and I don't mean just physical health, that includes mental health, time with people, um, time to relax. We think we need to give up something and that that's, and then that makes us more worthy a lot of the time is what our culture teaches us. And what that does is when we're taking actions from those place, from that hustle and rush, which is really rooted in fear or lack, or there's not enoughness, it's blocking our confidence. It's blocking our creativity, our energy, our ability to flow, our ability to um, relax and tap into our, to our gifts. Those are all very <clears throat> magnetic energies, mm. right? And by, by magnetic, I mean, people recognize when you are relaxed and confident and just welcoming people into your world. And we get away from that when we are busy trying to take all of our actions from pressure, rush, desperation, um, urgency, neediness, fear, lack, scarcity, And so to access more confidence in our business, we have to solve for the fear that's been driving our business, which if we're in the hustle and rush spin, and I know it so well, we need to look at the fear that is keeping us from feeling confident. Oh my gosh. Yes. So much fear. And and again, I can really just think about times in my life when my business was a struggle and when it felt challenging. And it was those times when I was feeling rushed or felt like I needed to prove myself to other people. Those were the times when business was really hard. I really didn't love my business back then. Yeah. So there's so many, so many big things that tap into here. So how do we as business owners, as humans, then really tap into and reprogram that fear so it works for us and it becomes something positive versus staying stuck in that negative emotion. Yeah. So this is deep work. This is work I do with my clients one-on-one, but I want to offer some thoughts and, and questions that listeners can ask themselves to be exploring this. Before we get into the questions, I want listeners to know to that if you are aware of yourself hustling and rushing that is step one we don't even notice it a lot of the time I didn't notice it I was just like yeah it's normal to work this many hours in a day and it's normal to work on the weekends and it's normal and when I really watched myself do do what I was doing I was able to then get to the next question right? And really understand what's going on. So that question is this, and I would encourage listeners to take a pen and paper and actually write the answers down because they're going to come by really quickly in your head. But when you actually see them on paper, it's really going to help illuminate some stuff for you and work through it. So I think a good first question would be to look at the hustle and rush in your life and ask yourself, 
what are the beliefs that have been driving this behavior for me? What do you believe that is keeping you going all the time? So I'll give some common ones that we don't even notice our beliefs. We just think they're observations of the world. We just think we're telling the truth. I won't have enough money. There's not enough money. You need to work hard to be successful. Hustle is necessary. I need to find people today. I won't be okay if I don't hit my goal. Hitting my goal is what makes me important, right? Or what makes me worthy. We need to look at those beliefs, which are stories that our brain has just adopted and thinks are observations because those are the stories driving us. I need to be okay and I won't be okay if I don't get there or there's not enough people. So I need to go out and work harder to find people. There's not enough people. There's not enough money. Um, I won't be okay. These are stories that are scaring us into the hustle and rush pattern, right? So that's one. Another question, the next question they can ask themselves is, is this true? I really mm. love that from Byron Katie asks four questions. She's an author that asks four questions when you find thoughts and beliefs. And I highly encourage you to read her book, Loving What Is from the author Byron Katie. But she asks, is that true? Is this true? Can I know for sure that it's true? And I want to add one more in there. In what ways are you wrong about that? So what you're doing here when you ask yourself, hey, is this true? And in what ways am I wrong about that? What we're doing is we're offering our brain a different perspective on the stories it's been feeding us. You need to work hard for money. I love to ask my question, my clients that, how is that not true? Well, we know lots of people that don't work hard for money. Maybe that's not a truth, right? Or um, I won't be okay if I don't hit my goal this month really ask yourself, how are you wrong about that? What are all the ways you will be okay? What are all the ways that it's going to be fine, right? Or there's not enough people out there. Dispel that story in your brain by asking it, how am I wrong about this? And what you're doing is you're opening your brain up to the possibilities it's just not seen. It just wants to keep telling you the same things because it already knows those things. It already thinks those things. It's easier to believe those things. And we're just introducing a new perspective to it. And especially when you write this out and you give yourself a lot of answers, this helps you change core beliefs. It helps you go, maybe I've been wrong about this. And then the third question I would offer is if you didn't believe this, right? When you look at your beliefs, like there's not enough money or I won't be okay, or I need to hit a goal to, to be worthy. If you didn't believe this, as you are busy dispelling this belief in your second question, in your third question, if you didn't believe this, what would be different about you? And what you're doing is showing yourself, your mind, your subconscious mind, what would be available to you if you decided to let go of this optional belief and practice and open up to new beliefs, right? 
we think it's an observation so much of the time, but what we're learning is we don't have to keep telling ourselves this story. And if we don't, we change behaviors that are being driven by those old stories and introduce new stories so that we can introduce new habits, patterns, and behaviors into our journeys. So good. And so first of all, I want to say that I'm going to put these questions over on today's show notes at my website, youngpratt.com. Just look up the words hustle or rush or Savannah's name, and you're going to be directed to today's episode. Because I do think that if we were to all take time in the next week, in the next month, and sit with these Mm -hmm. questions and really address these fears, I'd be curious to know how everyone's confidence kind of shifts, you know, because I, as you're asking these questions, and I'm answering them in my head, you know, I can feel a shift sitting in this chair in this moment. So, I mean, I can only imagine if we all were to do these exercises and really commit to them and, and really start diving into the underlying fears that we have, that we associate as hustle and rush and the stories we've told ourselves before or people in our yeah. lives who are well-meaning have instilled into us for a very long time. I'm excited to, to hear the results from the listeners who are, who are going through this process because I know that I, I'm committing right now on this podcast episode. I need to do this because I think it's so important. And you know, if I can feel slight shifts just in chatting with Savannah and talking out loud, I can only just imagine the possibilities. So Savannah, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the idea of attraction. So we're going to get rid of the fear of lack. We're going to dive into our fears of what we're doing there. How do we then in the world of social media where comparisonitis is really rampant, Mm -hmm. how do we share ourselves, share our messages and attract the right people into our businesses using social media as a tool rather than a place to feel bad about ourselves. Oh, yes. I coach a lot on this and this is the perfect podcast because you're always (laughs) talking about content and how we can, right, put it out into the world in powerful ways. I think the, the emotion that I think helps us so much is the emotion of confidence. And that is truly a belief in ourselves and our abilities. And I say that because of course, confidence is really magnetic when we talk about, you know, relationships. That's what we, people are always saying that I really like this person. They're so confident, but it also makes other people listen up and feel safe with us. And that's what I mean when I'm talking about confidence in business. I think when we are willing to be ourselves, which means we have to have a belief in ourselves and what we're capable of and in our value, When we're willing to be ourselves and to believe in ourselves and not need it, you know, we're all, we all want the outside, some sort of approval that is a human trait, but when we don't need it from outside of us and we can give it to ourselves, that's when we are truly the most magnetic on social media. So you can say something that is very vulnerable and know that you're okay. And people get to honestly and authentically see you. And you can say something like a great success or make offers or talk about what you're up to and people listen because that magnetic energy of you just being who you are and thinking that you're good enough, which by the way, comes across in videos and podcasts and writing content and all of the things is magnetic. We want to, we want to hear from people 
who like themselves because so many of us know what it's like to not. So many of us know what it's like to judge ourselves. All of us know what it's like to judge ourselves. We are all human. It's, I don't think you, you cross this line and then you're, you don't have the human traits anymore, but to have someone have the audacity to show up and be themselves and be, and that can be vulnerable and honest and whatever it is, that is super magnetic. And it requires feeling confident in ourselves, having self-confidence to really go and do it. It's big. Oh, so big. Because when I think about the people who come to me to help them with their content and to amplify it and to really bring out who they are on the inside with their content, it's interesting because it's, it's again, this, this idea of lack that comes into this as well, because they're not, they're afraid to put themselves out there for fear of what others are going to think they're, they don't want to be judged. They don't want to do all these things because they're judging themselves so harshly and so critically that they just presume that everyone else out there is doing the same thing. And, and what if, like Savannah said, we could flip that just again, think of it as a light switch, if you will. I mean, just flip it on or off. Like, wow, what would it be like if I were to come at content creation from the place of, I'm confident. I have awesome things to share. And, and that's very much why this podcast exists because I really want to demonstrate to everyone that there's more than one way. There's hundreds, if not thousands of ways to run a business. And by tapping into this critical skill of confidence, this is what's going to help you do all the other things, create the content, magnetize the people towards you. <sighs> I think I could talk about this topic all day long, but I really want to make sure that I'm being conscientious to everyone listening because one of my values is to make things simple and actionable. And Savannah's given us such great questions to ask ourselves. Again, I'm going to put those in today's show notes. And Savannah, I, wanted, I want to ask, I guess, a couple more questions. One of which is, as you're talking about magnetizing people and attracting people and sharing with audacity or sharing all of your awesome out there, what is your favorite way to create content that brings people towards you? Mm, okay. I need to tell you that awesome is one of my favorite words. I probably <laughs> say it too many times. I say it all the time. So <laughs> this is the best place for me to be right now. <laughs> um, I think my two, I have two favorites for sure in the ways that I share content. And it really comes back to what I was just talking about. So I really like to share, um, writing. I like to write. I run a Facebook group. I'm on Instagram. I have my personal profile on Facebook and I send out a weekly newsletter. So I get to write a lot. And in those spaces, I also like to do video. And the reason I think those are so fun for me is because they give me a platform to really be me and really be seen as me. So I get to, you know, the way I write, and I have had people tell me this for years and years, the way I write is the way I talk. So I don't try and remove the likes or, you know, when you say, oh, it's like this or whatever, I let those all be part of it. And I let myself be the, I want to say imperfect, really the imperfect human I am. So people really get to see me. And I think that's what is so powerful. When I, when I think about my business, what has helped people connect with me and feel connected to me before they've even worked with me is that they get to see me as a real human. Mm -hmm. And I like those platforms getting to write and getting to be on video because I feel like it allows people to connect with me before they've even reached out and to connect with me because I'm being actually me instead of 
some, you know, version <laughs> of myself where I can, I can really synthesize it down or I just get to like be who I am and be seen in a big way. So those are my favorite for sure. Oh, so good. And I can relate to both of those too, because there are some days when the writing part for me comes more naturally and I let that happen. And other days where videos, like I want to just share a story quickly and I don't want to have to edit myself in the writing process. So I'll just make a video. And, yeah. and I think this is important for everyone listening to that. There's no one perfect way to create content. If one day you feel like you want to record an audio for a podcast, do that. If another day you want to write something down, do that. I really feel like we need to lean into the way which we're being called to show up because those are the ways that the people who really need us are, are seeking those particular ways. So if you aren't already following Savannah on social, you definitely need to do that because her images in particular, Savannah, your images in particular always draw me in because so much of what I see is like a whole body, a whole person sitting next to a house or on a boat or on a car. And you just like show snippets, like there's a picture of your eye or, you know, and they're, they're just so intriguing that it makes me want to click to read what you've written because they're, they're just so unique. So where, where, what are the best places to find you online? Oh, that's so fun to hear. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> I, uh, speaking of confidence, once upon a time did not feel comfortable being seen on camera. So to be able to put my work out into the world and feel so good and fun about it is amazing. Um, okay. So yeah, I have a couple different places people can find me. I am freshly new to Instagram after uh, years of not being on it. You can find me on Instagram at confidence with Savannah. Savannah is spelled S-A-V-A-N-N-A. You can find me on my website, confidencewithsavannah.com. And there I have a free guide where people can learn how to overcome the fear of what other people think, talking about what mm. we're talking about really good and get my coaching emails. And then I also run a Facebook group called Grow Your Confidence, Grow Your Business, where I'm teaching and offering a lot of different tools and ideas in that Facebook group. So you're welcome to join as well. Oh, so good. And I will definitely link those up in today's show notes on my website at youngpratt.com. Savannah, this has been such an amazing conversation. I have learned so much. I have my work cut out for me to go answer those questions and really dive into what is underlying my compulsion to rush and hustle. And you've deconstructed that so beautifully today mm -hmm. on the show. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Holy smokes. My mind is just blown right now with the amount of information Savannah shared and the tips she shared and the, the writing journaling prompts she shared to help us really dig into the stories that we have embedded in us that are based in fear and based in lack. And when we can get rid of those things and we can tap into a higher level of confidence, who wouldn't want that? I would love to continue this discussion with you over inside my Facebook community, the Arena of Awesome. Come share your biggest takeaways, your ahas, and how your journaling exercise went going through Savannah's questions. Because I know, again, I'm, I'm recommitting to the fact that I'm going to take the time today after this interview is done to go through her questions and really start to tap into some of the fears that I've been holding onto that I didn't realize were fears that are blocking me from reaching my highest level of confidence. 
Okay, my friend, thank you so much for being here today to listen to this podcast. I so appreciate you and look forward to connecting with you inside the arena of awesome. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. Let's continue this conversation inside my Facebook community, the arena of awesome, while it's still free and open to new members. Come share your biggest takeaways and ahas Plus, every week inside the arena, you'll get access to me, and I may even share content I don't share anywhere else. Until next time, my friend, go out there today and amplify your awesome.